Is that better? Okay. Sorry, I thought I had uh, switched it on. Uh, but I thought, I was like, well, of course. It's like, why would we not cooperate with each other? And it's like, we, we've been cooperating with each other since, since we can remember, since um, Adam and Eve. You know, Adam and Eve uh, cooperated with each other. Adam um, helped Eve and everything. Um, but Abel and Cain, not so much. We saw how that, that ended. But after that, we see how there was cooperation, you know, among uh, each other with, with, with nations, um, with, with countries. Uh, it's, it's the huge reason why, why we have governments, right? You know, a government is, is, is here to, to help uh, a nation, to help a country, uh, build it up, uh, to help support it, to help it thrive. You know, we, we can just think back to the beginning of this nation, right? Where our founding fathers, they came together, they cooperated with each other to, to declare independence from, from England, then form the Constitution, and then build this country up to what it is today. And so it's, it's you know, easy to think, you know, why would they include a little section of cooperation? Is that we, we've been doing it since forever. We know that, that three is better than one. You know, the, the Kentucky uh, flag says... Um, uh, united we stand, divided we fall, right? So we know that cooperation is good. And so why is it important? So let's go ahead and uh, I'll just read it uh, for you, what, what uh, we say about cooperation. Christ's people should, as occasion requires, organize such associations and conventions as may best secure cooperation for the great objects of the kingdom of God. Such organizations have no authority over one another or over the churches. They are voluntary and advisory bodies designed to elicit, combine, and direct the energies of our people in the most effective manner. Members of New Testament churches should cooperate with one another in carrying forward the missionary, educational, and benevolent ministries for the extension of Christ's kingdom. Christianity unity, and in the New Testament sense, is spiritual harmony and voluntary cooperation for common ends by various group of Christ's people. Cooperation is desirable between the various Christian denominations when the end to be attained is itself justified, and when such cooperation involves no violation of conscience or compromise of loyalty to Christ and his word as revealed in the New Testament. All right, let's pray. Lord, I want to thank you for, for this evening, for this Sunday. Uh, thank you that we've been able to hear your word this morning. That uh, I pray that you continue um, to just build a, a stronger uh, relationship uh, with you, God. Help us grow closer to you. Help our love for you grow more each day. God, I pray right now for, um, for this section that we're about to see. Help us see how uh, cooperating with each other um, is, is all for your glory, God. Uh, and help me, God, that, that every word that, that comes out of my mouth, God, be, be your words. And open our hearts and minds to be ready to learn from you. In your name I pray, amen. All right, so we, we see here that, that this um, may have not taken the direction we thought was going to say about cooperation, right? It didn't tell us, hey, you guys, make sure to behave with each other. Uh, make sure you guys are nice to each other. Um, if someone needs help, help them. Uh, we see instead that this took the, the direction of 
It's like, hey, the reason for the Southern Baptist Convention to exist, the reason um, for all these, you know, the Kentucky Baptist Convention to exist, um, for all these is to, is to help um, carry out the kingdom of God. Right? It's, it's to help, um, like, like it said, that direct our energies and everything in the most effective manner um, to, to spread the kingdom of God. Right? And also, one, one important thing that it said there was that it's not that um, the convention or, or these, these organizations are uh, reigning over every church, right? It, it was important for it to make that distinction because then we don't um, confuse it with, like, say, like the Catholic Church, right? We have the Catholic Church, which has the Vatican. The Vatican pretty much decides what needs to be done. Um, the Pope says uh, something, and, and that, that's pretty much what becomes what everybody else believes or, or becomes sort of like law. Um, and it's, it's, it's not like that. It's not what we believe it, it should be, right? It's not, it's not someone leading over everybody, right? We, we want to make sure it's clear that we hold just to the words um, in the Bible, just to the word of God, and that is what pretty much ultimately decides what we do, right? And so, so it's important that, that, um, that we make that distinction uh, between how uh, an organization like the Southern Baptist Convention relates to a church like ours, right? And so we want to look at the, the huge reasons why we decided, uh, or why the Southern Baptist Convention decided to come together, bring all these churches together, um, and ultimately create the Southern Baptist Convention. And of course, as we see there, the number one reason is to spread the kingdom of God, right? To help carry out the kingdom of God. You know, Matthew 28, uh, 19 through 20, right? We see the Great Commission, the thing we've heard many, many times. Therefore, go and make disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and the Holy Spirit, right? This is, this is Jesus talking to, to the 11 disciples, just telling them, go work together to spread the kingdom of God, right? Tell everybody the kingdom of God. He didn't tell them exactly how. He didn't say, uh, it's like, all right, I want someone to focus on these people, someone to focus on these other people. But he just told them, go and preach. Later on, he, 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 he provided the people, he provided the resources um, to, to just spread it to the ends of the earth. But at that moment, it was just like, go and teach. And so we, we need people to, to, to be able to help us do that, to spread the kingdom of God. Right? In, um, in Acts, we see them run into some problems whenever they start uh, to, to spread uh, the gospel, right? The, the first, one of the first problems they run into is that the apostles are doing everything, right? They, they, they're, they're too concentrated on helping everybody. They got to they gotta, they gotta preach, they got to help, they got to do, do all sorts of things. And so they have to come together and they have to direct their, their, their energy and say, all right, we need to set apart some specific people to just be involved with, with the caring of people and that way we can continue to preach the word. Okay, right? And so then they decide, um, they choose the seven. The seven then are in charge of caring uh, for those that need help with uh, food, with anything that they need. And so this is where we, we start to see a little bit of developing of them coming together and having to um, sort of make decisions as to where to distribute their strength and energies. Um, later on, also, we see them have to come together again, as we, as we read um, earlier about the Jerusalem Council. Right. In, in this case, it was more as to defend what, what we uh, believed. Um, in, in the case of the Jerusalem Council, there was people who were, who were preaching um, 
false gospels or false things, right? They, they were telling people that in order for you to truly be saved, you had to still follow some other stuff. You still had to follow the Old Testament. You still had to do some other things added on to what you already did when that wasn't completely true. So we know that Jerusalem Council came together. They decided together. It's like, no. It's like, God um, does not say that's how it is. It is um, by faith and by God's grace alone. And, and so then after that, they went and told that to all the churches, um, and they all agreed on that, and that's what um, helped them spread and, and sort of form a foundation as to what they believed in. That way nobody could just come in and, and change everything. Right? And so, so it is, that's a big reason why it's important for, for organizations like the, the Southern Baptist Convention to come together. That's a big reason why, why they made this um, Baptist faith and message, right? It's sort of like, uh, like in the Jerusalem Council. They came together, and they wrote out everything that we believed in. That way, it, if we have a question about something, we can just come straight to this um, and sort of find a quick answer, right? We can obviously dive deeper into things, but this is where we can find a quick answer as to what we believe in. And it also allows other people, say they come into this church, um, we know, they know that this is a Southern Baptist church. They can easily just go to this right here and find out what we believe about certain things. Right? Just like we can go to some other church, some other denomination, we can find out what they believe in. Right? And another thing that um, is important about advancing the kingdom of, uh, of God, of course, is sending out missionaries. Right? We're we sending out people to go preach um, in other nations, uh, sending them out. Uh, in Acts, again, we, we see uh, that Paul and Barnabas uh, were sent out by the church of Antioch. Right? The, the, the church came together, and they decided to send them out. They, 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 they got together, they pulled their resources, and they helped them go out. Because it's not like um, Paul and Barnabas could just freely go and, and go through the country, right? It, it costs money. And so they had support from, from, from their home church and from the churches that they would go to. Uh, they came together and helped um, and help Paul and Barnabas go in this missionary journey. And the same thing is with the, with the uh, Southern Baptist Convention, right? We, we've come together, we formed the National American Mission Board, the, the International Mission Board, both of which ha have sent over uh, this past year over 10,500 missionaries, right? Bo both here uh, domestically and internationally have come and helped. And it's all because we have decided to come together um, cooperate with each other, uh, pull our resources together, pull our talents together, pull our energies together to spread the kingdom of God. Right. And, and, and like I was saying earlier too, it's, it's important that we know um, what is uh, the truth. Right? Just like in, in the Jerusalem Council, it's important to know what is the truth, and the only way to know the truth is if somebody teaches it to us. Um, and And... We need, uh, we need teachers, um, and for that right here, just um, a couple minutes um, down, the, down the highway, we have the uh, Southern Baptist Seminary, right, which is part of the, um, of course, the Southern Baptist Convention. Um, there, there's, there's many, many students there. Um, I think uh, there's about 4,000 uh, between uh, the Southern Seminary and Boyce College about 4,000 students that are all either getting ready to become pastors, getting ready to be missionaries, or just getting ready to, to just go out in the world in, in any uh, job that they can, but be, um, be sort of missionaries in their jobs um, that, that are being trained up to, to just spread the, the word of God. 
And, and, it, and it's all because, you know, we've come together and decided that this was what we needed to do. Right? People have donated money. People have, have um, given their time and talents just to help train uh, these pastors up who and then go to, to churches and then train the congregation, teach the congregation, and raise them up. And it's all because we came together and cooperated. And another uh, thing that uh, is, is why we, or another reason why we come together um, and work together is because doing so demonstrates maturity in a church. Right? Do, doing so demonstrates that, that the uh, church is, is uh, mature. If you look in uh, Ephesians uh, 1, Ephesians 4, 1 through 16, which I will go ahead and read for you all, it says, I, therefore, a prisoner, of, or a prisoner for the Lord, urge you to walk in a manner worthy of calling to you, to which you have been called, with all humility and gentleness, with patience, bearing with one another in love, eager to maintain the unity of the Spirit and bond and peace. There is one body and one spirit, just as you were called to the one hope that belongs to your call, one Lord, one faith, one baptism, one God and Father, Father of all, who is over all and through all and in all. But grace was given to each one of us according to the measure of Christ's gift. Therefore, it says, when he ascended on high, he led a host of captives and he gave gifts to men. In saying he ascended, what does it mean but that he has also descended into the lower regions, the earth? He who descended is the one who also ascended far above all the heavens that he might fill all things. And he, might, and he gave the apostles, the prophets, the evangelists, the shepherds, and the teachers to equip the saints for the work of the ministry, for building up the body of Christ, until we attain to the unity of faith and of the knowledge of the Son of God to mature manhood, to measure of the stature of, of the fulfillment of Christ, so that we may no longer be children tossed to and fro by the waves and carried out by every wind of doctrine, by human cunning, by craftiness and deceitful schemes. Rather, speaking the truth in love, we are to grow in every way into him who is the head into Christ, for whom the whole body joined and held together by every joint with which it is equipped when each part is working properly makes the body grow so that it builds itself up in love. So here we, we, we see um, that it's talking about, you know, being unified together as the body of Christ. And we've seen we, we are the body of Christ. The church is the body of Christ. And so when it's unified, we see that that sort of describes it, that, that we will, will, will reach uh, maturity um, and we won't be like a child who is just tossed around everywhere, right? who, who goes here and there. They hear something cool over here, so they go over here. They go hear something different over here, so like, all right, I'm going to switch. And they're just constantly going back and forth. But it's more like someone who knows exactly what they need to do um, and knows what needs to be done. They stay firm. They're not easily distracted. Um, and they have just the, the, their goal in sight, and that's, uh, that's where they're headed to. Um, and that, that's why, you know, being someone who, a church that's unified not only with each other, but with those around us, shows maturity. 
You know, in in, in 1 Corinthians 3, we see that Paul is is talking to the church in Corinth. And and he's talking to them saying, uh, because there's division in the church, right? They're they're fighting with each other. Um, Some people are saying that they follow uh, Apollos. Some people say that they follow Paul. Some people say they follow Jesus. It's just they're they're all over the place, right? They they feel uh, more righteous than the others because they're following someone else. And there's division. And what Paul does is that he goes to them and he, he just calls them, you infants. He just goes straight up and calls them infants. Um, and that, that just makes me think, you know, if, if a church is, is not together, it's, it's an infant church. An infant church cannot cooperate really with anybody. You know, I think, I think to Kate right now, she, she's uh, only nine and a half months. And I just think right now in nursery, if we, if we go um, with all the other kids, we throw them in the room. We say, it's like, all right, cooperate with each other, build uh, whatever you want with these Legos. They're not going to do anything. That, some of them might eat them. Some of them might throw them away. Um, they're not going to know what to do with it. And so that's sort of the same sort of vision I see w- w- with churches that, that do not cooperate with each other. It's churches that, that, that are acting as, as an infant would, just doing whatever they want, uh, going mindlessly. Because um, a, a church that... that um, that is an infant cannot cooperate with others. And so whenever we see churches coming together, cooperating with each other, uh, working together, striving together uh, towards the kingdom of God, towards spreading the word of God, we see that as a mature church who has believers who are ready um, and fully mature to, to spread the word of God. And then uh, it's, this is also not just talking about cooperating. Um, it's not just talking about cooperating uh, with, uh, with churches, right? I believe that cooperation, of course, is to cooperate with everybody. Right? We're not just to, to say, all right, this is only saying that cooperate with each other to spread the kingdom of God. We don't need to worry about cooperating with, with our coworkers at, at work. We don't need to worry about cooperating with, with our teammates if, if we play a, a sport or anything. But we, I believe we are, we are to cooperate with everybody. Just like I said in the beginning as well, you know, uh, a society cannot strive, a society cannot um, survive if there is no cooperation. There must be cooperation in order um, for a society to live. And so it is important for that. Uh, but then the question also arises, what about cooperating with, say, um, the Catholic Church down the road, right? There's differences between us. Um, there's big differences. Um, there's such big differences that, that, you know, they, if they were to take a look at this and read through it, there might be one or two things where they're like, yeah, of course, yeah, that, that, that makes sense. But then in other stuff, they, it'd be completely different, completely different beliefs, stuff that they could not believe, um, like, like, like baptism, like the Lord's Supper, um, It'd be stuff that we consider important, but it'd be that they would be in a complete different belief system in, which is why, of course, we are different denominations there over there. But stuff like Jesus, stuff like God, the Holy Spirit, we believe the same things. We believe Jesus came and died for our sins. And so there's certain stuff that we may be able to cooperate with them. Say like the Easter egg hunt that we do. And we can get together and we can all 
you know, pull our resources. We can um, have our people all together. Also that we can help the community have a good time and also share the gospel with them. Right? Um, and and so, so we are to, to work together with them as well and stuff like that. But like it said at the end over here, that there are some limitations as to what we can do with them. Right? It says that uh, the end itself must be justified and in when such cooperation involves no violation of conscience or compromise of loyalty to Christ. Right? So, so if our cooperating with a certain church um, outside of our denomination involves us compromising um, what we believe about, about Jesus, right? So say, say we um, decide to cooperate with a church and the church says that they believe that Jesus... Um, was half God, half man, half man right? And, and that's what they're going to be teaching, um, and, that, and they're, sort of, they're heading all this, and they're going to be teaching that, but they asked us to help uh, in that aspect. We have to know that that is something that, that we are able to say no to and say no because that is going to compromise what we believe in. People are going to be, be looking at us, looking at our church, and say maybe they believe the same things when we really do not believe that at all. And so it's important for us to, to be able to make that distinction of knowing when uh, to cooperate with the church and when to not cooperate with the church. So that's why I think it's important that they, that they added this, this uh, cooperation section right here so that we are able to um, carefully and correctly decide when um, it is okay to, to get together with other churches and when it is not okay to come together with other churches. Okay. And so, with that, I said, um, it's important to know, um, Paul um, speaks a, a, a of two people. He, he says that there, there's the, those people who preach um, out of uh, just pridefulness, who preach just to fill their, their own self, and there's people who preach out of love, there's people who preach to, to um, you know, actually help those around them. We must be, be careful and wise to know um, who we work with and who are we are with. We need to make sure that those that we are with are those who preach out of love and those who preach the truth of Christ. All right. Let's pray. Lord, we want to thank you for, um, for just this, uh, this evening. You want to come here. Um, seeing, um, just share uh, stuff going on in our lives, just share our burdens uh, and pray for those, um, for those burdens, God. God, I pray that you um, continue uh, to uh, guide us through, through this Baptist faith and message as we, as we finish it out in the ne next couple of weeks, uh, that you continue to bless us through it, uh, and then we just continue to learn more and more from it. I gotta pray that you guide each one of us uh, to our home safely, and that we're able to just have um, a great week where we're able to to just uh, shine your light uh, wherever we are. God, in your name, I pray. Amen.